This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Is your New Year's resolution to be better organized? Well, today Money Talks will help you start organizing your personal finances. We have a list of ideas to help you move forward in 2018. Some of the benefits of being organized are that it helps you to be able to pay your bills on time, helps you complete your taxes, puts you in a better position to make financial decisions. Also, we have a guest in studio today. It's attorney Ronald Morton. He was here to update us on tax changes for 2018. Give us a call this morning. Our phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or email the show money at mpbonline.org. And we'd like to point out that uh, Ronald is here to help us understand changes in tax laws for 2018. If you have t- uh, questions about your taxes for this year, this is not to the show today to do that. We are efforting, as they say, to try to get someone on to help with taxes for this year. But today uh, we're looking forward to those changes that will occur in 2018. But again, any personal finance question that you have for us uh, is fair game today at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Morning, uh, Ryder. Uh, I guess we uh, uh, you're you're holding down the seat, uh, Nancy, out for a couple of weeks. Uh, how mm-hmm. was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was all right. I got was able to get a few things done around the house that I've been putting off. Uh, with the government shut down, that just made it easy because, you know, the government wasn't interfering in my life and preventing me from doing <laughs> those things. Uh, fortunately, though, it uh, looks like this is a very short one, and, and hopefully uh, the lawmakers will mm-hmm. uh, will get to something and, and, and can put this off and, and not have to worry about that because it, it does affect a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, in Mississippi and across the country. So that was good to see that at least for this time, a very short temporary shutdown. They really just closed for the weekend, didn't they? <laughs> Which is, I mean, that should be fine. So financial news in the news, did the government shutdown have, does it have any effect on stock markets, that sort of thing? Uh, well, so this shutdown in particular, um, yeah, I saw a great headline was uh, stock market up on government shutdown and stock market up when the shutdown ends. So uh, clearly there's no effect. Um, and, and I kind of looked historically what happens in a government shutdown is um, – the stock market keeps being the stock market. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have a notable effect. Typically, the stock market is up during government shutdowns, but that's because the stock market is typically up. So, okay. no, no, no big effect there. Don't worry about that weekend. All right, very good. Uh, we welcome to our show this morning attorney Ronald Morton, the founding member of the Morton Law Firm. His statewide practice is focused on estate planning, asset protection planning, elder law, business planning, and Medicaid planning. Uh, So, Ronald, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. So in December, the national legislature passed some new tax laws. um, And these, uh, I mean, in the the news, they really portrayed this as being kind of some sweeping changes. Are these major changes uh, to the way we pay taxes? Um, In many ways, they are, uh, mostly for businesses, though. Uh, Individuals are going to see some reductions in rates, some uh, changes in brackets slightly, but nothing tremendously different with for individuals, uh, other than the loss of some deductions that, that people have, have been used to getting and the, the um, 
uh, increase in an exemption that, that they're receiving. But businesses, it's going to be major changes. One thing I was wondering about the personal changes, I know that the rates are going to creep back up over 10 years. Is that correct? Well, to where they were. Well, so the, this the the individual changes end in twenty twenty five. So okay. twenty twenty six, we go back to the old okay. rates. So, uh, do the changes of um, you know changing deductions and exemptions that sort of stuff does that all come back in twenty twenty six as well, or is it just the rates that are? Disappearing. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's something I've been searching for. So, uh, if if you're a CPA who knows that, let us know. So, if you have a personal finance question or again a question about changes in the tax law for 2018, give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can also email the show uh, money at mpbonline.org. Um, so um, I guess let's uh, talk. I think, you know, we, we have some business owners, but this is sort of a primarily a personal finance uh, uh, show. So we'll maybe focus first on some of the changes uh, for individuals. Um, and I guess you brought in some notes, and I guess you're listing some as what could be good, some as bad. So uh, let's be optimistic and, and start on some of the good stuff. Well, uh, you know, for, for individuals, we, we have some lower individual rates. Um, we're doubling the standard deduction for everyone. And so, you know, something, a single individual for 2017 had a, st- a standard deduction of $6,350 of exempt income, essentially. Now that deduction is $12,000. For a married uh, uh, filing jointly, uh, it goes from, from $12,700 to $24,000. And so so th- that that's quite significant because even though the the rates aren't going down drastically, you can kind of think of that standard deduction as coming really off your top rate. So that's where the significant savings comes in for the individual. For the individual, that's correct. Yes, it's not going to be in rate changes or bracket changes. And you know, the, when they when they told us they're going to simplify things, we, we went from <laughs> we went from seven brackets to seven brackets. So. Yeah, the only simplification appears getting rid of the exemptions. And instead, just replacing that with the larger deduction. We have a larger deduction and no individual exemptions. That's correct. So it looks like a mixed bag for some families, depending on your size. Yeah, you have to. You know, and, and some, some people are going to come out better. Some are going to come out worse. More people will come out better than worse under this plan. That's probably about right. The other piece that's 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 in there for individuals is the mm-hmm. child credit. Uh, and so we've we've uh, greatly increased the child credit. Uh, I think doubled it to, to two thousand dollars per mm-hmm. child. In addition, we've made fourteen hundred dollars of that refundable. So refundable meaning you get a tax rebate or refund even if you didn't pay the tax. And so mm-hmm. that, that's going to be dramatic because that's going to put money in some people's pockets that, that wasn't already there that will then go back in, into the economy. Um, and for, for everyone with, with children, uh, it, will, it will help reduce taxes as well. Is there a limit to how many children you get to use that child tax credit on? I don't believe there's a cap, no. Okay. Uh, so the standard deduction, that's pretty much that, that's right off the top of, of money that you earn that, mm-hmm. that will not be taxed. Correct. Yes. Okay. So again, I'm, I I use uh, software to fill out my tax return, and I, I'm not very knowledgeable on exactly what I'm doing, which is probably not a good idea. But uh, maybe we can, uh, as we go along here, just understand some uh, basic uh, terms uh, in in filing taxes as well. We've got some open phone lines. It's uh, tax season, and as I said, these are some major changes coming next year. Uh, so uh, Ronald Morton's here to talk to us about changes for 2018. If you have a question for us, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven. 
672-7464. Now, now, another major change that people are going to uh, you know, notice is the deduction, deductibility of mortgage interest. Okay. Mm. Uh, and so uh, one of the things that this law caps is, number one, the size of your primary mortgage. Mm-hmm. It used to be a million dollars. It was deductible now it's $750,000. But more importantly, beginning in 2018, mortgage interest on home equity loans will no longer be deductible. Hmm. So that's a deduction that, that's, that's been taken away. In fact, many individual deductions have been taken away. And so another thing that people are going to see a difference in for people that uh, even W-2 employees that are maybe taking business deductions, unreimbursed uh, business deductions, those are gone. And so if you're paying your own cell phone bill and mm. are able to take that deduction, that's no longer deductible. If you're taking people out for entertainment, um, for, for business, that's no longer deductible for you. And so that could, you know, could have a, 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 an impact on, on increasing some people's taxes. Interesting. Um, what are some other uh, good things? And again, we can include. We talk primarily about individuals at first, but there, as you mentioned, uh, some changes coming on the corporate side as well. What are some of those uh, changes? So the big news with this tax cut was the change from a thirty-five percent tax bracket for corporations to a twenty-one percent tax, uh, a single bracket. So we no longer have a bracketed system for for corporations, and it's a flat tax of twenty-one percent. So that's huge. That's a major tax reduction uh, for those companies. Now that being said. No company was paying the 35% because they hired lawyers like me to, to structure things in a way that, that, that were, were tax efficient. But with 21%, with a simplified rate, a standard rate, and a, and a competitive rate internationally, we should hopefully see those profits remain in, in, in the U.S. The other thing that they're, they're having is basically a discount on repatriated money. And so companies like Apple that have billions and billions of dollars overseas can bring those those funds back to the U.S. now with a one-time tax of 15%. And so we will see uh, that occur if they bring equipment back. You know, companies bring equipment back from overseas. It's an 8% tax, and it's payable over some period of time, seven years, I think, or so. So that, you know, again, the idea is bring manufacturing jobs back. And so that, that will be a positive thing. The other big news for people that for people that might be listening to this show is not so much the twenty one percent corporate rate change, but the the creation of something called the one ninety nine A deduction. And so one ninety nine A refers to a section in the tax code that now creates a brand new deduction of twenty percent for a qualified income for a, a pass through entity. So basically if you're a sole proprietor, a partnership an S corporation, an LLC, um, th- you'll, you'll get a 20% tax deduction off of your income. So you'll only be paying tax essentially on 80% of, the, of that pass-through income. So that can be, hmm. can be huge with one giant caveat, and that is that service providers, you know, people that, that make their, mo- their money like you and I do, uh, don't, or, or we're capped out at our ability to, to, to get that. So basically for a, a single individual, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $157,000. For a mar- married filing jointly, it's $315,000. After that, it phases away, and around $400,000, you, you lose, lose the 20% altogether. So and that includes things like if you have some rental property, uh, that income from that, you'd have a deduction on part of that. If you had that structured correctly, is that if you structure it correctly, that's right. In fact, that, those the there's some, some add-ons essentially that were put in the tax law that even more even more so favor uh, rental income uh, okay. in, in that manner. So they, they put in an extra provision at the last minute essentially that that exempts um, uh, additional income there. There's a there's a fairly complicated. If you exceed those caps that I told you about, there's a fairly complicated. Um, 
formula that you have to use. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the 20%. It's the lower of 20% or 20% of your W-2 wages or uh, 2.5% uh, of, of your, your other, other types of income, or I mean other assets like, like your real estate, undepreciated real estate and things. So it's a, it's a complicated formula that you have to kind of run through. So I think the takeaway there is for people who are small business owners, uh, people who have their income structured through what what is it you said S corps LLCs, um, that sort of thing. Then one talk to your CPA about how to take advantage of that. Yes, um, because and, and, and in advance too. Because right, this is not something you can do on the back end. Right, that structure matters. Yeah. Um, how you're taking money on the, the front end. The other, the other calculation that has to be done because if we know that that corporation pays tax at twenty one percent and individual rates can go any anywhere from 10% to 39%, mm-hmm. then you know, we may want to push money over to a C-Corp. And so you may want to structure, you've you got to run the math really to see, is it more beneficial for my business to be a C-Corp mm-hmm. or to be an S-Corp? You, know, you, you may say, well, the math seems simple. 20% is always less than, than 30 or 35%, but you have double taxation with a C-Corp. Right. Money's taxed at the corporate level. Then when it comes to you to spend, it's taxed again as your income. And so there's a calculation that you have to do to see, is it going to be better for me to be a C-Corp or to be one of these pass-through entities? We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got a caller on the line. Walter, we'll get to your question right after this break. You are listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Visiting today with Ronald Morton, who's updating us on tax changes for 2018. Also, always looking for any personal finance questions that you have. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 672-7464. We'll be back with more Money Talks after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Today we're visiting with Ronald Morton from the Morton Law Firm, and he's helping us understand tax changes for 2018. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Ronald will help us understand those changes coming next year. Uh, He is not an expert on what uh, your taxes are for this year, and we're going to try to have someone on in the coming weeks to help you with this year. But this is sort of a look ahead uh, to 2018, so please keep that in mind when you call in with your questions. And we've got some open phone lines for those questions. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Let's start off with uh, Walter, who's called in this morning. You're on the air, Walter. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I've got a couple questions. And, it, and from year to year, I get told different things when I go to file taxes. I drive truck over the road. And for like... Every year they change what our standard deduction is for every day that we're out on the road away from home. And one year they'll allow one thing for you to use, like when you file your tax at the end of the year to write certain things off, expenses and such, and then turn around and the next year they don't let you write those things off. 
what things are we allowed to write off and not get in any kind of trouble? Because I've been audited once before, and they said, well, this wasn't supposed to be written off. And then another year of my taxes that they audited, they didn't penalize me over it on the audit. Uh, okay, Walter, so I have a couple of questions. How um, How is your income structured? Are you a are, – are, do you have a, a company this goes through? Are you just a – a W-2 employee of a larger company, what's what's the deal? Well, I was a W-2 employee for a while, and then for a while I switched over to being a lease operator trying to buy a truck, and then I got kind of burned on the truck, and I went back to being a W-2 uh, company driver. Okay, so there's going to be less of those write-off things you can do as a W-2 employee because it's it's the company that is that is taking those write-offs, as you say. Um, you know, their expenses, which are excludable from what counts as income for them. So if you're still a W-2 employee, um, there's not going to be a ton of stuff available to you. I don't know what is specifically allowable. Uh, for for trucks, but a lot of that might be more along the lines of uh, reimbursable expenses from your employer, if that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, yeah, as a truck driver, we get some companies pay what's called a per deal, mm-hmm. which is a certain amount of your mileage pay is untaxed. Mm-hmm. And then other companies don't, but most companies I've worked for, they pay that per diem. But okay. like one year, I, you're they say that you're supposed to, as a driver, anything that's like clothing, boots, like I'm a flatbed yeah. driver, so I go through a pair of gloves every month or two, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I go through about six pairs of jeans every three months, having to buy more jeans, being Oof. a flatbed driver and all that. Mm-hmm. And one year I was able to write it off on my taxes because it's a, a, for, for my job. And then turn mm-hmm. around, and when they did my audit, they didn't penalize me on one or two years of it. And then turn around, and they and come back, and on another year, they penalized me under the audit. Okay. And I, I don't understand that. Yeah. And so, I mean, one thing also with those, always keep very careful records. I'm, I mean, I'm sure you are if you're buying, you know, gloves and jeans that frequently. Keep very careful records of what you're buying, um, you know, that it's being used for for your work. Um, but again, the you know, you know, if you were a W-2 employee one year and a 1099 employee the next, that can make a difference. But did you have some of uh, other ideas there? I, I, I don't other than, you know, we, we know that they that they eliminated unreimbursed uh, employee expenses. Mm. And so that's really everything you're describing falls in those those categories. And so what this new tax law may do is it may actually have to change the way that companies look at at, at reimbursing or, or, or mm. paying, compensating, because obviously if he's if he's got less deductions going in the hole more, yeah. he's making less money, not um, you know, not not more. But the, the basically the tax law is not gonna help you there. Uh you know the other thing that you know that's changed in this uh for you know any type of business is um, like travel expenses, for instance, meals when you're on the road used to be 100% deductible. Now, at most, they're 50% deductible. And if they're yeah. for entertainment, they're not deductible at all. Yeah, so that has changed from year to year, so that could be part of the reason. Um, but, uh, Walter, before we have to let you go, um, 
I would absolutely uh, talk with a CPA if you're not already working with one. You know, there's a lot of tax preparers out there. Um, you don't have to have any sort of qualifications just to call yourself a tax preparer. Um, and then a lot of the kind of commercial buildings, you know, the H&R Block or uh, whatnot, they will they'll do a good job preparing your taxes. But see if they have someone there who is a CPA who can take a deeper look at your situation or find a local CPA. I mean, there's you know, there's there's plenty of smaller firms all, all around the place who who can probably give you the, the service you want and the attention that you need um, to, to look at your exact situation, especially if you've been audited. I mean, th- those are. You know, you, you don't want to be under extra scrutiny. You want to make sure make sure you, you are ship shape this year. All right, to Walter, we appreciate your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for any personal finance questions that you have today. We're also visiting with Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm, who's helping us understand the changes coming in the tax law for 2018. The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. Call us at one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. On the line now, we have Jackie in Madison. Go ahead, Jackie. You're on the air. Hello. Um, I remember during the debates between Trump and Clinton, uh, Clinton mentioned that Trump did not pay any taxes uh, on several uh, real estate deals and uh, business deals. And Trump's retort was that he was following the law and the law should have been changed, but he was doing exactly what he was allowed to do. My question is, what has been changed, if anything, in the law to keep people who are making uh, huge amounts of money in business and real estate from paying no taxes? What ha- it, Has anything been done? I do note that uh, President Trump said the new tax law was definitely, in his words, believe me, not going not gonna to benefit me. But I can't see how it's not going to benefit him. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, Ronnie has already pointed out some ways that uh, it benefits real estate in particular. So I I don't know if any of those words were um, true. The, um, the, the other place that someone like a Trump would you know, benefits is the doubling of the estate tax exemption. Right. And so right. the you know the exemption you know was basically five and a half million dollars for an individual. Now it's eleven point two million dollars. Uh, so the, the, there's, there's nothing in this tax code that, that is shutting down any of the tax policies that permit someone you know, like a, a mm-hmm. Donald Trump from, from paying you know, significantly lower taxes as a percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if anything, it, it helps. Really? So no, nothing's been done to change the situation where he paid no taxes because of the way he dealt uh, business deals. Is that correct? It doesn't seem to. And one thing I like to point out, real estate has always had a lot of um, real estate is is a huge part of the economy. And so as such, it's kind of always had a pretty good influence in Congress. This is why we have things like the mortgage uh, deduction, um, because, you know, it's the American dream to own homes. And uh, so everyone has to have a home. It's a huge part of everyone's budget. It's a huge part of the economy, has a huge influence on Congress. Um, So the, the way real estate companies are often structured, they have tax advantages there. But also they have things like, uh, you know, if you sell a property and then buy a similar property uh, soon thereafter, um, you have or or trade up for a different property. You can defer taxes in a lot of different ways. So they've always had a lot of advantages. Um, it doesn't look like any of those advantages, which are 
often quite specific to real estate or it just the way they work. They're not explicitly for real estate, but the way they're kind of structured, they make a lot of sense for real estate. Um, it doesn't look like any of those are going away. I see. That's what I assumed. Thank right. you. Thanks for your call, Jackie. Again, we've got some open phone lines if you have a personal finance question or a question about tax changes for 2018. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can always send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Off to the hub city, Hattiesburg. Robert is on the line. Good morning, Robert. Go ahead. Good morning, sir. Uh, I would like to thank you all for the program first off and just say that earlier this, uh, well, last year in 2017, before the announcement of the tax law changes, uh, I'm a small business owner, and we had decided to switch our model from an LLC to a corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in doing so, we have three full-time employees, and in doing so, we changed the payment structure to reduce everybody's tax liability a little bit. And we, one of the things we started doing was compensating the employees for their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess... From what I heard earlier, it's now my understanding that that won't be a deduction anymore. Should we still continue to do that, or is that now going to count as their taxable wage? And if so, what are some other things we may be able to take advantage of to reduce everybody's tax liability? So, so you're, the, if the company is paying the, the cell phone bill, that's still deductible. You know, presumably ah, that the, the, the okay. yeah, the, the, what's what's taken away is for a W two employee to be able to take miscellaneous business deductions. Businesses can still deduct the cost of operating their trade or business, and if it's necessary and beneficial for your business, for your people to be available to you, and you give them cell phones for them to conduct business and be available to you to conduct your business, then absolutely that's still a deduction. Now there may okay, be you know there may be some income piece to that if they're using that for personal use as well, but mm-hmm. you know so I would I would you know get with my my tax advisor on on whether or not any portion of that they have to individually claim, but you as a business can absolutely deduct the um, you know that as, as part of your your deduction. Yeah, so the, the things that were deductible for for trade or business still exist for companies to deduct, just not individuals to to, to take a miscellaneous oh, okay. deduction. Yeah, so okay. they're not they're yeah. Now where where you are going to get hit is entertainment expense. And so if you get your business taking people on the golf course or taking them to the opera or taking them out to nice meals and things, none of that's deductible anymore. And so you don't right, you know, right. the, the IRS isn't going to help you with that. The only meal, meal deductions now are if you're on travel, you conduct 50% of your meals. If you are um, in office and having in-office meetings and, and feeding employees for the benefit of you, you know, like so, we're having a, a a meeting. We need to continue through lunch, and so we're bringing in pizza or having lunch catered or what have you. Mm. That's now fifty percent deductible. That used to be a hundred percent deductible. Mm. Um, okay. What what about something uh, along the lines of uh, meals that I buy for distribution companies, things like that? Not employees, but uh, so for yeah. like vendors and things like that. Yeah, gifts for vendors. It sounds like that. entertainment. I'm pretty sure that's entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's so, okay. so so okay. reduce reduce the amount that that's deductible is what is what okay. we're hearing. Okay, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are some other things in general that we may be able to take advantage of, or have? Are we going to be able to take advantage of anything as an incorporation that we weren't able to take advantage of as an LLC? Uh, so, as an LLC, were you taxed as a, as a sole proprietor or a partnership, or what? What was your structure from a taxation standpoint? Do you know? Uh, sole proprietorship. Okay, so you basically just change, and, you, and you're a C-corp, not an S-corp, is that right? Uh, we are an S-corp. 
okay, you're an S corp. Okay, so there's not, not going to be really any change from a deduction standpoint. The same, the same deductions are going to be there. You're still treated from from a pass through entity. You're still going to be treated as a pass through entity, whether you're tracks as a sole proprietorship or a uh, or, or or an S corp. And so you should be able to take advantage of this 199A uh, deduction. What what type of business do you have? What 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 do you, what do you do? It's a service business. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna fall within those caps. And so one thing you're going to want to look at is if your qualified income is going to exceed these caps. So for a married individual, $315,000, you're, you're going to have a phase-out, and a rapid phase-out where it goes away at about $400,000 where you don't get that 20%. And so you may look at your business structure and say, okay, well, are there parts of this service business that I could spin off and put into a C-Corp? So that the income from that basically is over here in this separate entity. My service business income now falls below the threshold, so I get my 20%. And now I've got the C-Corp over here that has this other income in it that has you know, the, that, that income getting taxed at the 21%. Now, you still have the okay. issue then of do I have double taxation getting it out? But you may look then at are there fringes that I can use? That C-Corp has a lot more fringe uh, benefit deductions than your S-Corp mm-hmm. or, your, or your partnership LLC would have. And so you okay. may be so able to get benefit out of that C-Corp. We could have the service side uh, as the S corp and the construction side of the business as C corp. Possibly, yeah. And so, and you, you know, so construction as equipment. You may have an equipment leasing company that leases equipment to the to the construction business or something like that. And so, that leasing company then earns income, pushing it out of the service business over into that that other entity. And so, you may, you may be able to. Uh, reduce those, you know, reduce those thresholds. Again, it's going to take planning. You can't do it. At, you know, you can't come in and do right. your accountant in December and say, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to do this." Yeah. January is the time to, to do that to change those structures. So I would get with a professional and see if there are things you ought to be doing now to restructure things to take advantage of this this tax law. The other major thing that you can take advantage of is the one seventy nine deduction. We've always had a one seventy nine deduction, but the one seventy nine deduction now has been increased from you know we you know, used to be when I started practicing twenty four thousand dollars or something like that. And then it you know got bumped up you know uh, during Bush administration to about a hundred thousand dollars. It's now a million dollars, and so basically you can take one time deduction off of a whole lot of different things, uh, you know straight off the bottom line of your taxes. And so that you know you want to take advantage of of that if you, if your business needs things. Obviously, don't buy things you don't need. But if you can if you can buy things that are going to make money for you, you can you reduce your taxes at the same time. And that uh, so that that that's something you want to look at taking advantage of. Okay, and so that's a one time, but not not a one time per year, right? One time only. Right. In other words, it takes it takes it off a depreciation schedule and makes it a, right. a, a one one year deductible. All right, Robert, uh, thanks for your call. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we have Patrick on the line from Jackson. We'll get to his call. And we've got time and space for your call as well. We're talking about tax changes for 2018 with our guest, Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm. The number to call if you'd like to join our conversation with tax questions or personal finance questions is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Back with more after this.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're talking about tax changes for 2018 with our guest Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm. If you have a question, again, remember, we're talking about those changes for 2018. We're going to try to get someone on uh, to talk about uh, taxes in 2017 uh, in the future. But today we're talking about uh, 2018. So if you have a question about that or a personal finance question, we have some open phone lines. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Back to the phones we go, starting again in Jackson. Patrick has called in today. Good morning, Patrick. Go ahead. Uh, Good morning. So I purchased a house at the end of 2017. Uh, First time homeowner. My wife and I have a pretty simple tax return, three jobs between us. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if there's going to be anything different for the 2018 than I I was slightly prepared for owning a home in 2017, you know, as far as filing all my taxes would be, but am I going to be needing to do anything different? N- not really. Um, so especially especially if taxes you're filing, if you just bought them at the end of last year, I mean, there's there's really going to be no change at all. Uh, I mean, the, the the big things that came with home ownership were you're able to, if you, if you itemized deductions, you were able to deduct things like property tax and mortgage interest, which mortgage interest is going to be highest in your first couple of years of home ownership um, property taxes are you know can be a significant amount um, but now uh, since most of those you're going to be paying in this year 2018 next year when you do taxes you get a higher standard deduction unless you have a super expensive house with a ton of mortgage interest in a high tax area you're probably not going to be deducting any of that um, so re- really really no serious changes you will receive um, you will receive a few filings, a few tax forms, which you'll need to include, uh, you know, when you file your taxes. But they're they're not going to have um, a big impact on on what you're actually doing or paying. All right. So uh, if I've been doing my taxes by myself because they're fairly simple, mm-hmm. this isn't going to change up enough that I'm going to need to get a professional. Yeah, that that's correct. Yeah, and um, that's that's great that you're doing taxes by yourself. They're not. A lot of people get really intimidated by that, but you just print up the 1040 and just kind of walk down it and read everything really carefully. Think about if it applies to you. You're not going to find much different. Um, you, you really shouldn't find anything different this year. And um, next year, even if you would have found something different, you might not be able to take advantage. So, All right, uh, Patrick? Uh, this, is, this is not a fancy house. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for the call, Patrick. Uh, Ronald, anything uh, uh, home buyers, new home buyers, new homeowners need to keep in mind about the tax changes? No, we've already talked about the you know the limit. You know, mm-hmm. so it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, which in Mississippi, I mean, that's, that's a lot of house. That's in a lot of house. Yeah, um, a lot of houses. Yeah, and then the, you know the bigger change, like I said, is, is people you know may get surprised that in twenty eighteen their their home equity line is not going to be deductible anymore. Yeah, right. and so that 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 was a a fairly um, fairly major change. Okay, back to the phone lines we go. We've got uh, Rhonda on the line. Good morning, Rhonda. You're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. I just wanted to let your listeners know about AARP Foundation's Tax Aid Service, which provides a free tax assistance and preparation from mm-hmm. February 1st through April 17th, 
and this is the program's 50th year, and it's the nation's largest free tax assistance preparation program. And if your listeners are interested in finding out where the sites are, they can just visit the AARP Foundation dot org website and look under tax help. Since you have this program on today, I just wanted to make sure folks knew about that. All right. Yeah. Are there any uh, income or age limits to receiving that help? It It is um, a service that provides assistance to low to moderate income taxpayers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and last year um, the program helped more than 17,000 folks in Mississippi file their federal and state taxes. Oh, that's really great. Are there... Um, do they have any limits on, you know, complexity of taxes or, you know, I mean, I know a lot of times, you know, these target people who have fairly simple returns, you don't want to be taken up by kind of predatory uh, pop up tax places. Um, is there any is there anybody you target with that or there is there any would there be any case where y'all kind of look at someone and be like, whoa, y'all, your taxes are a little too complicated. Um, we can't do a lot for you. Like what what happens in that situation? Yeah, when folks come into one of the sites, there's someone there to talk to them, look over things, and can determine right there if tax aid can provide assistance. And usually, usually they can. But if it's something more complicated, they would definitely um, refer them on. All right, uh, Rhonda, thanks for the call. And again, if, you, if you're if you listening and you hear us uh, talking about taxes in the upcoming uh, weeks on our program, please, if you would, call back and remind us of that because that's a valuable service. I think uh, uh, people getting help with their taxes is something that will make them feel more secure as they uh, start out the new year. We've got some open phone lines. We're discussing changes in uh, the tax law for 2018 with our guest, Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm. We're always also looking for personal finance questions as well. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring it's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four um so I was just looking at that site and it looks like there that there are plenty of locations in Mississippi it looks like a a lot more concentrated in Jackson and in South Mississippi um, but there are a lot of them are at libraries which reminded me that libraries are actually a very good resource during tax time um, I always remember going down to the Eudora Wealthy Library downtown they would have um, the, the the IRS forms they would have booklets there and sometimes they would just have somebody there kind of helping guide you through what all the forms meant um, but also the United Way does a similar program helping out with uh, helping out with low income uh, taxes so there's really uh, there's really no need unless you have a you know very high income more complicated situation no need for you to be paying too much to get your taxes done this year all right um, so Ronald um, the secretary uh, Treasury Treasurer Lynn Fitch has been on the program a number of times, and we talked about the 529 College Savings Plan, and I believe uh, there are some changes to that for 2018. Yes, they've <clears throat> they've expanded what can, what the 529 plans can be used for. You know, traditionally, mm-hmm. originally they they were set up you know for college, you know, college saving plan, but they've expanded now to also be able to include you know some some elementary and in high school type of expenses. And now the, this new tax plan also opens it up to certain homeschool expenses, uh-huh. and so they've been been broadened there um, um, in that in that respect. And so one thing I'd like to point this this is one of the areas where this is kind of a dir- people are always looking for loopholes or like quirky little things they can do with their tax situation. Um, this is one of them. If your children are in private school and you're paying, you know. 
I think Mississippi average private school tuition is six thousand uh, dollars. You know, you're paying six thousand dollars a year to send your kids to private school. If you now open up a five two nine with uh, at the treasury office, and you can do it, you can do it online. It took me like three minutes to open up one online. Uh, route all of your all of your payments for private school through that. You'll get that straight away, right off the top of your top of your Mississippi taxes, and that's about a five percent discount. So you'll save a couple hundred bucks a year uh, just routing your private school tuition through a Mississippi five two nine. So I, you know, I hate that everyone listening is now going to deprive Mississippi of the revenue they need for the for the other schools. But hey, I mean, it's it's there, and you can do it. All right. We need to take one final break this hour. Uh, when we get back, got a couple calls on the line, and our, con- our conversation with Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm will continue. We're discussing tax changes for 2018, but always looking for personal finance questions as well. The number to call, one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Back to wrap up the show after this. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspective. We're talking about tax changes for 2018 with our guest, Ronald Morton of the Morton Law Firm. So we just talked about the way if you have a private child in private school, you can route your money through a 529. And that's one of the few ways that individuals are going to find new loopholes or, as I call them, quirky little things in the tax code. Um, Because other than reduced rates and a slight change in how you pay your taxes, there's not a whole lot for the individual. But one of the other ways we can do it, and I've been helping a lot of clients with this lately, is if you send a charitable contribution directly out of your IRA, it used to be that that counted as a you take the money out of your IRA, that's income, you give it to the charity, that is a charitable deduction. Now, uh, this was made permanent a couple of years ago, that's just totally not included on your income. And that's more important now that the standard deduction is higher. So if you do pretty much any amount of charitable contributions, particularly if you are retired and already withdrawing from your IRA or you're over 70 and a half and having to take required minimum distributions, do all of your charitable contributions through your IRA. If they're not, if they're not huge in hitting that standard deduction anyway, that's going to be actually very beneficial to you and 
uh, almost even more beneficial than it was before. So that's that's one of the only other things. Um, just an individual who's not a business owner, who's not a business themselves, can really take advantage of. Uh, so, Ronald, before we go back to the phones, a uh, couple of changes in uh, charitable contributions. Uh, they, you know, slightly. They've they've increased from fifty percent of adjusted gross income to sixty percent of adjusted gross income. The amount that you can mm-hmm. uh, deduct, and you can't make. Uh, uh, deductions you can't deduct contributions made to colleges in exchange for the ability to buy athletic tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no longer a d- deductible uh, expense. But I'm kind of surprised that was still there. <laughs> that is that is totally not kosher. All right, <clears throat> let's see if we can work for these final phone calls in the time left on the show. We start in Mobile. Clarence on the line. Good morning. Go ahead, please. Yes, uh, I live in a relatively high crime area, and I was wondering if I could deduct the expenses for my dogs. Uh, I have an office in my house, uh, a rental office, and uh, I have the dogs to Mm -hmm. alert me and to ward off Mm -hmm. bad bad guys. So so Uh, we were just discussing that in the break, and uh, it doesn't look like individuals can really do anything about that, but the key you said there, you have an office in your house. So if you are structured... Uh, I, again, I'm not sure if the structure is going to matter, how you're structured, but yes, uh, pay, paying for uh, all the expenses of your dog should be uh, tax deductible, uh, should be deductible for the business income. Yeah, I mean, the business is located at your house. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. It's my rental office. Yeah. When you say rental I, office. So, so you have some rental properties. Okay. That's your business? Yes, and my okay. tenants come to my office to pay their rent. Oh, got okay. you. Yeah, no. yeah. You yep. you should be able to um you should be able to deduct the cost of care and you know treats and toys and the the fluffy beds and things like that. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call, Clarence. Next, we've That's got nice uh, Edgar in Jackson is on the line. Go ahead, Edgar. Uh, good morning. Good morning, uh, Edgar. Hi. You guys might have uh, dealt with this already, and I missed it, but did I understand you someone to say that personal exemptions will be eliminated in 2018, like the $4,000 and so forth? That's correct. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. But, but they doubled your standard deduction. You get a higher standard deduction, and right. also what a lot of people, you know, you got exemptions for your children, um, and what you get instead now is – uh, the child tax credit is expanded. So there's uh, there's trade-offs here and there, but... You yeah, well, we, I don't have children who would... Oh, no, never mind then. Um, I don't know. Go go find some, you know? I mean, well, my children are, old, are too old for that. <laughs> so, so, so there are family tax credits as well, and so they're, they're not as, as generous as the child tax credit, but there's a $500 family tax credit that may apply. Yeah. It, uh, now, okay. is that the one if you're taking – you have a dependent yeah, uh, child it, or something? Okay. It, has, it has to be a dependent relative. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that doesn't that doesn't apply. But thank you, you so much. You should you should be better off with the – if it's just you or just you and your wife, you should be better off with uh, the higher deduction instead of exemptions if you don't have a particularly complicated tax situation otherwise. Right. Well, I don't. All right. All right. I'm retired. Okay, thank All you. Right. Thanks for the call, Edgar. Uh, next, we've got uh, Robert, who's called in today. Robert, you're on the air, so go ahead, please. Yeah, guys, great job. Hey, I, I'm retired, so I still uh, retired, but I'm a uh, professor. I do some consults. I got an office in the uh, house, a mm-hmm. uh, good piece of the house, and I got a big move uh, scheduled, uh, but, uh, you know, three $4,000 move from state. I just found out you can't deduct that now. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Oh, man. Now, I just wondered what... What are they 
what can I deduct these days? And I got I got uh, Medicare and uh, a uh, add-on or whatever it's called, but I got some big medicals, and they're hitting me now for some uh, big medical bills outside of those two uh, payments with Medicare and the supplemental. Can I deduct the high medical costs? So yeah, the deduction for for, for uh, medical expenses, if, to the extent it exceeds seven and a half percent of adjusted gross income, is still deductible for individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was so reduced. That used to be ten percent, and it's brought back down to seven and a half percent. So if I got a you know a thirty thousand dollar bill a month that they're not covering, I could deduct that if it's seven over seven percent. You say. Yeah, yeah. So long as I think that works out to be about. So long as you're not making more than half a million dollars a year, that you should be good to go uh, on that. Not, not quite. I, I, did, I don't. I don't know how consulting professors make. I don't know about all that. Um, and hey, one thing I would it's, say. It's all how how good you are and how big you take ten percent of what you save somebody. If, I give you one. I save the U.S. Navy a billion dollars a year. Hey, you should yeah. you should send him a bigger invoice. Um, well, you know what happened? I told him I'd give it to him for a freebie, the Apple of Pacific. They did it four months later and saved about a billion years and billion dollar year in trading. My wife's a huge dummy. Why didn't you tell him 10%? I said, well, then they wouldn't have paid me anyway. Um, but anyway, guys, keep it up and thanks a lot. Okay. All right. And, and, again, that moving expense is going away for 2018, but if you moved last year, and that's a, you know, that was an expensive move, it sure. sounds like, sure. um, that would still be deductible. That's still a deductible on, expense for a 17. So when, he, when he's working on his taxes in the next few months, if he, if he did that in December, he's good to go. So uh, got a minute left. Ronald, I guess maybe to wrap up, you know, maybe some people, uh, individuals might be concerned about the deductions that have gone away, but I guess maybe the thought is because the standard deduction is being doubled – that it's it's either you're better off or maybe a, a wash. Then, then that's that's probably correct. Some people are going to be a little worse off. Some people are going to be a little better off. I think more will be better off than worse off. Mm-hmm. The big winners here are business, mm-hmm. and the big big winners are big business C corporations <laughs> because their changes are permanent. Everything else we talked about leaves in twenty you know twenty twenty six. It's basically eight years, and so even these this twenty percent deduction for small businesses, basically the the that's employer of of the majority of Americans and the and the builder of of our economy. Uh, it goes away. And so this was a big gift to big business and a temporary fix or temp- temporary gift to to, uh, to individuals and small business people. Okay. That's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from you, our listeners. If you need to hear today's show or a previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash talks. You can also download our MPB Public Radio app so that you can listen on your iPhone or Android phone to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Ryder Tapp and our guest, Attorney Ronald Morton, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.